This is the For the Kingdom, Not the Brand podcast. Are you living out godly character in your private and public life? Where we show how biblical truth feeds biblical living from the perfect, powerful, and sufficient scriptures. God's love and grace is amazing because it is not withheld to those he loves. He fully redeems. He fully saves. He fully forgives. And now, your host, Atticus Wynn. Welcome to this episode of the For the Kingdom, Not the Brand podcast, and in this episode, I'm bringing another resource roundup from, you guessed it by the title, Dr. Denny Burke of the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, and this article is titled, How a Christian Patriot Might Love His Wayward Country, and it says, I love G.K. Chesterton's reflections on what it means to be a Christian patriot. If you've never read it, I encourage you to read The Flag of the World in his classic book, Orthodoxy. Chesterton contends that love of one's homeland is not like house hunting, an experience in which you weigh the pros and cons of a place and choose accordingly. He writes, a man belongs to this world before he begins to ask if it is nice to belong to it. He has fought for the flag and often won heroic victories for the flag long before he has ever enlisted. To put shortly what seems the essential matter, he has a loyalty long before he has any admiration. We do not choose our homeland. It is something that we are born into. Thus, our acceptance of our home is not like a house that we can leave when we tire of it. It is like the love we have for our family. It is the fortress of our family, uh, with the flag flying on the turret, and the more miserable it is, uh, and the more uh, miserable it is, the less we should leave it. The point is not that this world is too sad to love or too glad not to love. The point is that when you do love a thing, its gladness is a reason for loving it, and its sadness a reason for loving it more. Love for family is not based on what is deserved. It is a loyalty that precedes any prior condition. Uh, Because love of country is not based on pros and cons, because it is unconditional love. True patriotism means that we must seek the nation's good and flourishing no matter its condition. This love therefore becomes transformative. True True patriotism motivates reform and improvement because it is realistic about the nation's shortcomings. A man may love his mother unconditionally, but that love does not mean that he is indifferent to her if she is a drunk. His love moves him to seek her welfare and improvement. His love does not simply affirm her sad condition, and and in the same way, the patriot loves his home not because she is perfect. He knows that she isn't. The patriot's love moves him to work for her welfare and improvement. If Christian patriots love America as mothers love children arbitrarily because it is theirs, America may yet become fairer than Florence. Why? Because that kind of love seeks the nation's perfection. In Chesterton's words, people first paid honor to a spot and afterwards gained glory for it. Men did not love Rome because she was great. She was great because they had loved her. This kind of patriotism does not close its eyes to the sins that... Uh, to the sins that also bedevil the nation. One cannot excuse evil simply because it is being committed by the nation that we love and are loyal to. Chesterton says that it is evil to, quote, defend the indefensible, such as the anti-patriot, and, quote, he will not wash the world, but whitewash the world. The real challenge for the patriot is the same challenge that the Christian faces in his relationship to to the world uh, writ large. 
One must somehow find a way of loving the world without trusting it. Somehow one must love the world without being worldly. This analogy is instructive and it reveals an irony that may lead us toward the best kind of patriotism. After all, the Bible tells us that God loves the world while telling us not to. It says in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not per- should not perish but have eternal life. And 1 John chapter 2 verse 15 says, Do not love the world, nor the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. How can these two expressions be reconciled? They reveal a love for the world that is good and a love for the world that is bad. The evil love is the kind that loves the world for its vices. The good love is that kind that seeks the world's welfare and transformation. Likewise, the good love of the world produces the best kind of patriotism, a love for the nation that works for its good and welfare. It's a love that seeks the nation's good and transformation even when the nation is wayward. In fact, precisely because she is wayward. It is now our annual lot to celebrate the 4th of July, and also keep in mind this article was written um, um, during the 4th of July, in the immediate aftermath of Pride Month, a month-long parade of obscenity that is openly hostile to the Christian faith. It is our recurring painful reminder that we are not in Zion, but Babylon. We all understand that patriotism for the Christian will become more difficult in the days ahead. Our nation is wayward in so many ways. Its antipathy for Christians seems to be growing. For that reason, our calling will be to love a nation that may very well not love us back. Our children may be called to love a nation that makes itself an enemy to the truth faith to the true faith. Nevertheless, the call to love the nation and not its vices endures for us and our children. This is what Chesterton calls the mystic patriotism, the love for the nation that is undeserved. It requires a love that is supernatural, who is adequate for these things. Not that we are adequate in ourselves to consider anything as coming from ourselves, but our adequacy is from God, who has made us adequate as servants of a new covenant. Not of, the la- not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For, for the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. Second Corinthians chapter 3, verses 5-6 through six. This is the love that has been shed abroad in the hearts of God's people, and we have been called for such a time as this. And so that is the end of the article. And I will say that in my very brief commentary, I, I, I want it to be very much some food for thought, because I'm very much a patriot of this country, and I'm grateful that I grew up in the United States and not Vietnam. I'm grateful that I didn't live under communism. I'm grateful that I live in a country that is so super diverse. I'm grateful for the freedoms that we have. And yet, there is a reality that our society and our our politics is pockmarked with sin. We worship various kinds of politicians. We buy into the theology behind certain man certain man-made philosophies like critical race theory and i'm not saying uh we as all of us christians i'm talking about we as a broader society we we as a broader society buy into lies like uh, lies like critical race theory also critical disability theory and and many other theories that paint everyone else as the issue and cause even more even more division even though they're cries for unity and so essentially they bring contradiction to themselves. And being a Christian patriot, I will add, and and I think this I think this blog post by Dr. Burke really affirmed a lot of the convictions that I already had before I read it. We can definitely be 
patriots as Christians. Although it is not in the sense that we idolize this country. No. We are patriots in this country because we live for the good of this country and vow to be good uh, citizens according to biblical truth. So as a result, I would just implore every single Christian who is listening into this podcast episode to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to find the right words for it, to steward the vote that they have well. Be faithful to the vote that you are able to to steward and do it for the glory of God and for the good of his people and also for the good of your neighbors, that the nation would experience and see like biblical truth on the public square, especially on topics even as, I wouldn't really call it controversial because abortion is murder. That is a hardline topic that we we must uh, vote against because it goes against a biblical truth about how life also begins at conception and there is life in the womb. And so as Christian uh, patriots, let's love this wayward country in the way that we are for its good. Anyway, I... <laughs> Anyway, I hope this. Oh my gosh! I hope this episode was helpful for for everyone listening in, and I'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace.